0: hello everyone so welcome back to another episode of Sweetwater podcast i'm your host divine priestess and if you did not know that now you know right so this is going to be season one episode six it's a continuation of the previous episode roots i understand roots is a very long extreme episode right it's two hours long if you don't listen to the entire thing that is perfectly fine pause it come back and listen to it right I mean, honestly, you can listen to it while you're taking a shower, while you're bike riding, while you're doing something, right? But listen to it, okay? We are going to pick up from there today. Don't worry, this is not going to be a two-hour episode. (laughs) It's just me today talking with you guys, right? And briefly, I'm just going to talk about why that episode was important. Why was that episode important to me and why I felt the need to share that with you, right? I always sit here and look at people... In their life in their upbringing and I said this in the very first episode when I date I always ask about the upbringing so the way I know how I can communicate with you right I know how to go about things I know how to quote-unquote handle you right because your upbringing definitely plays a part and a lot of people might not want to say that but it 100% plays a part in your communication skills nonetheless these things can be changed so it's not an excuse Right. It's not an excuse for a person being an asshole because of where they can. No, 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 no. Those things can be changed. But it's also just giving you a better understanding. Right. And as well as understanding yourself a little bit more. okay? Like I have said this in the past um, when it came to one of my exes, um, we both had two different perspectives on life. We both had two different perspectives on how we want to start a family. Right. His thing was we don't need money. All, my, all the child needs is love, right? But he came from a household to where he did not have to worry about nothing, right? He just wanted more time with his family because his dad was always at work, right? Me, on the other hand, I came from the projects. I came off of food stamps. I came from a home, Section 8, of income-based, of where we, like, it's just a whole list of things, Right? So my thing was, no, we need money. We need to save up X amount of money before we can even think about having children. Right. So we were never seeing eye to eye on that. But the thing was, is that he was not understanding why I felt the way I felt. Right. He never took the time to try to get a deeper understanding of why I said that. He didn't know that I grew up on Section 8. He didn't know I grew up on Full stamps. He didn't know that I lived in the projects. Right. And so that's where that episode comes into play. Get a better understanding of why people think and do the things the way they do it. It is really because of an experience they have had, right? And so his whole thing is all a child needs is love. And I'm like, no, we need money. Like the child, of course, and we love, but why sit here and struggle, right? And I said that in that last episode, more so towards the end, Cause that is a thing a lot of people always think i do not want children which is not the case but i'm really big on being financially set me financially secure to where the lifestyle that i will see my friends having about their parents giving them everything that they didn't have to want for nothing it's like that's what i would like to give Right. so the love is cool the love I'll you i'll love you all the time right but it's like there are needs that love cannot buy, and maybe that thought comes from my family when they're like, May love does not pay the bills, right? That was something that was ingrained in my head in high school. Love does not pay the bills, right? Don't be in a relationship or marry someone out of love, which that part I do not agree with because I'm I want I definitely have to love you, I definitely have to have attraction to you before. I can be in a relationship with you and marry you. And, then, and there's a whole bunch of list of things. But, you know, definitely we need that money, right? I've been in relationships to where I was paying everything. I was paying all the bills. I was I was basically mothering quite like a few of my exes, right? So it's like I'm not dealing with that anymore. So now it's like I'm in a completely dead head space. I'm older. You know, I've been through some things, <laughs> And so that whole thing has changed my perspective of how I am today, right? So this is why it's very important to take a look into your upbringing, not just your families and your friends, but take a look in your upbringing because a lot of times we do like to allow our emotions to cloud our judgment, right? Sometimes we like to let our emotions get in the way. Of things, right? That's why there are some people who's like, oh, it's nothing personal, but it's, you know, it's the principle of it. You know, that example. Okay. So please take a look into that. Right. The other thing about that podcast episode, it was so that way we can stop trying to find scapegoats within our family right within a lot of like we I know a lot of people love to put the blame off on their parents for something but like I like how I said in the last episode you know I wasn't raised by my dad I met my dad about three years ago you know I wasn't raised by my mom you know I was raised by like many different people right I was shipped from household to household city to city state to state right I lived in many different households and things like that but I'm not going to blame my mom for any of that, right? I'm not going to blame my my mom not being there in my life as a reason why I don't do certain things, right? It, it's just like my mom's not the scapegoat because at the end of the day, we all do have choices and decisions. Yes, she does play a part, but nonetheless... She does not get the full blame of it, right? I have to own up and take accountability. So that was another thing too. It's like taking a look, right? I can sit here and, you know, try to blame my mom for, you know, my sexual assault that happened. Oh, because my mom wasn't there. My mom was in jail, you know? No, I'm not going to blame her for that, right? I I can't blame my mom not being there as a reason why, you know, I was sexually assaulted and things like that. That's not, it's not something to blame around, right? So that's a whole nother thing, right? Of we have to stop trying to blame everyone for certain things in our life. Yes, they play a part, but at some point we do have to take accountability and ownership of a lot of things, right? Um... The apple doesn't fall from far. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree, right? What does that mean? I've heard that a lot growing up, where people would say that about people that I was really close. They were like, "Oh, that person is just like that person." The apple doesn't fall from the tree. They're just alike, right? Basically, saying you are a product of. This person, like you are exactly like that. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. The tree has the roots. It grows up, bears fruit, the fruit fall, but it's just like that, right? It does not fall far from it. Can it be changed? 100%. It can be changed. Again, it comes from accountability. All right? I sit here and I take a look at some people that I'm close to who are just like their parents. Right. Just like them. They, and it's funny because they both will go head to head, like head butting all the time. And it's like, you guys are just alike. Right. And what I have noticed is the one who is just like their parent is always blaming the parent for their choices today. And it's just kind of like, you cannot no longer blame it. Like you are 25, 30, 35 years old. You do not get to blame your parent for the decisions and actions you're taking today. Like, no, you can change that, right? Which will also come down to the mindset, right? Not allowing the roots be the reason you do or don't do something, right? I have sat here and I said this, like, I do have a lot of characteristics of a lot of my family members, like my great grandmother, have a lot of characteristics of my great aunt. I have characteristics of my mom, right? Especially when it will come down to my temper and pettiness and things like that. Well, mine's a little, little bit more extreme. Eh, no, it's not. It's about the same as hers. Even though my mom will say it's extreme, like it's worse than hers, but it's really not. <laughs> but I have acknowledged that. My anger, my temper, was something that I had to get in control, and I could not sit there and say, "My mom was the reason why I'm like this because my mom goes off on people. My mom is always cussing people out. my mom's always doing it. no no, no, no no, I can't blame my mom for that, right. Yes, I've seen it multiple times, and I did pick up on that, but nonetheless, I didn't have to do that, right. I just went with it right. And so I changed those things, right? I started to get better with expressing myself or also to just starting to learn that sometimes it's not personal, right? And that that's again coming from a lot of self help books that I had to read. That was the thing. That is what helped me change a lot of stuff about myself is me reading self help books, right? Me trying to look more into psychology. Right, starting to get a better understanding of myself, right? Because again, these are books, right? And not everything is gonna be textbook, so sometimes something you're reading a book is not always exactly how it's gonna be because again, it is a case by case thing, okay? Um, going into Burning Bright, Burning Bright is a book that I 100% love, I love this book so much. This book one of the things we're going to touch on is imprints, okay? And I'm going to read just a little bit of it, okay? So let's see. This book is also a really good book. All right. So there's so there's three different imprints, I believe that she wrote in this book and it's going to be in chapter 2. So if you get this book, it again is called Burning Bright. Her name is Kelsey Paddle. Okay. So this is going to be on chapter two. Imprints your pain story. It is an important to expect nothing to take every experience, including the negative ones, as merely steps on the path and proceed. Right. That is a quote that she has made. So the power of imprinting. One of the most powerful <clears throat> and most painful things about humans is how much we feel. Since we were born... And maybe even before that in the womb, you have been having feelings as you grow up and have had more experiences, good and bad. Some of those experiences that cause strong feelings made imprints on you. An imprint is a belief system or a deeply embedded memory that has altered how you see yourself, someone else or the world. When something happens to you, it leaves an impression. Your central nervous system creates a picture of it and keeps it stored inside of you. As it lives there, unprocessed, it can turn into what feels like an absolute truth, an unquestioned belief, an uh, irrational fear, or when the imprint is positive, a piece of wisdom, life guidance, or a positive self-concept. An imprint can make you act logically. It can make you believe that things aren't true. And it can make you do things you wouldn't otherwise do. That is because imprints aren't based on your current reality. They come from a past moment or past reality or your perception of a past reality. You can grow out of them, but if you hang on to them, they keep acting from a place that may no longer be relevant for your life. They can hold you back from growth and stepping into the now and stepping into the now of your life. And so, here is an example that is given, okay? And this is what I was talking about in the um the previous episode roots, okay? About how Two people can live in the same household, but they have a completely different perspective on life, especially how people are treating them, so on and so forth. But here's the example. So imagine two people walking down the street together at night. They are both in exactly the same environment and are both at exactly the same risk of danger, whatever that may be. Yet one of them feels safe because of the child, she got a lot of attention and reassurance and is imprinted with a feeling of security. The other doesn't feel safe because as a child he was often put in precarious situations and didn't feel protected. So he was imprinted with a sense that life is dangerous. Maybe the two people were safe and maybe they were in danger but neither of them is perceiving the present moment because they are both operating under the influence of imprints. When you respond to the right now based on the before You cannot never really exist in the right now. Your vision of reality will always be clouded by your imprints. This could be happening to you in the moment. Imprints may be affecting how you deal or don't deal with what happens to you in life, how you think about things, how you see yourself when you look in the mirror. Imprints are most deeply formed in childhood, but you can keep accumulating them throughout your entire life. With every imprint, your response to your own feelings will shift. And your interactions with your feelings will get more complicated that's being human and it's okay if as a child you touched a stove top and it was hot you made an imprint to help you avoid hurting yourself in the future we were all shaped by stories from our past and labels that we've put on ourselves that others have tagged us with imprints will always be with us but what they can do To decrease your power is to become aware of them. But what, excuse me, but what we can do to decrease their power is to become more aware of them, right? And so this basically goes on to those imprints, right? It'll touch on like how being an introvert and extrovert that stems from, you know, from your childhood, that childhood plays a part on that, so on and so forth. which is true because i used to love to sing out loud i used to love to do all these things but people always would make compliments and i stopped singing so loud i started singing to myself in the car right so there is going to be soft imprints and there are going to be profound imprints so i'm just going to read um a little bit out of this and then we're going to move on to the next thing because you know, I'm pretty sure you guys don't want me to read this entire chapter to you. Um, and plus also it's a really good read, so definitely check it out. So soft imprints are the beliefs you have that may not seem hold on, wait a minute. Yeah. Let me make sure I'm I want to read something that actually has a lot of information in it. Okay, so soft imprints are the beliefs you have. They may not seem on the surface to be all that important, but they can still hold you back from the recognition of your fullness and value. Soft imprints hurt a little bit, but you can usually shake them off or make an excuse for them. They feel like minor imperfections. They are emotionally cosmetic, but they can last for years. They are like scratches on the surface of your personality. They often take the form of bad habits, or mild insecurities or urges you that follow without really thinking about them okay so that's that so I think she gave um, an example so one of them she said one of the soft imprints I carried for years was about my voice I have a vivid memory of trying out for the school choir in elementary school I didn't make the cut and I was devastated out of shame for this failure I told the music teacher that I had a cold and that that's why I didn't sing well. I didn't have a cold. I knew I didn't sound good. But I felt that I needed to make an excuse for my failure. My dad was a wonderful singer and I loved singing too. It was something we had in common or so I thought. I have never, it had never occurred to me that I might not be good at it. But after that experience, I stopped singing for years. Um, so that is the first part of that one right the soft imprints okay so then she goes on to talk about how she wasted years years of her life not doing something she loved because of an imprint it turns out that the label wasn't true at all I can sing I'm not going to quit my day job and go on a road or anything but singing brings me joy now and I'm glad you know to be able to find it again and you know so on and so forth right so that's the soft imprint Um, she also gives other examples of it, but we're going to go on to the profound imprints. So profound imprints are imprints that go deeper, soft imprints land on your body and cross your mind, but profound imprints get inside your body and burrow deep inside your mind, right? Profound imprints are things like fear of loss, abandonment, fear of commitment, poverty, consciousness, um, the drive to push constantly. The fear of failure, success, these, print, these imprints can last a lifetime and they can come from traumatic events or from reinforcement over a long period of time, such as throughout an entire childhood. They hold you back from your full expression of your you If soft imprints are scratches, profound imprints are wounds that can leave scars on the body, mind, or the spirit. All right, Here's an example of a profound imprint that lands in the body. Anne is a colleague of mine who would never forget her first day of kindergarten. When she sat on the seesaw in the playground, she was also the tallest girl in the classroom. And she wasn't self-conscious about it. A fifth grade girl climbed onto the other end of the seesaw and the seesaw didn't move. The girl yelled till all the kids could hear. That kindergarten kid is heavier than a fifth grader. Anne was mortified. It was the first time she ever felt embarrassed about her body. Even today she struggles with feeling quote unquote too big. When that old imprint gets triggered, when she thinks she weighs too much or feels taller than everyone, or even when she acts too big by talking too loudly or getting too much attention, she struggles with shame. Too big is her imprint. She used to think that when she got smaller, like after dieting, she was more worthy. It wasn't until she began a regular meditation practice and began to manage moments of body anxiety with tapping. That she finally began to see that she was beautiful and worthy of love just as she is. No matter what size she is or what confidence level she has at any given moment, it changed her life and level of happiness, right? My friend Gina is another good example. When she was younger, her parents told her that she had some learning disabilities, that she was a daydreamer in school and she had a hard time staying focused on things that didn't interest her. She was put in the slow reading room because sometimes she had to reread things a few times to comprehend them throughout her entire adult life she struggled with the imprint that she wasn't smart even though her reading trouble was in grade school and has long since been resolved she has moments of doubt in her abilities or thinks she isn't good enough even in her successful career of 25 years during which she has been consistently promoted she has moments of thinking she is failing or not being effective in her work. She's come a long way working on this imprint. It goes on to talk about how meditation, things like that. So um, again, it talks about these imprints, right? How something that's constantly put on you, you start to believe it, right? So this book is really good. So going to the end, the way to bring awareness to your imprint is to, to explore all the places in your body, mind, and spirit. Where you feel a disharmony. Maybe you can't stand to look at a certain part of your body. That could be because of an imprint. Maybe you're afraid of particular kinds of food that could be an imprint. Maybe you have social anxiety and dread going to events where you know there will be a lot of people. Maybe you obsess about work all the time, but you don't feel truly engaged in power or interest in your work. You know, so on and so forth. So it gets down to finding the root why do I feel disharmony? Where does the discomfort originate? Where do I feel imbalanced? Why do I do this even though I know it is not in my best interest? Open door for insight. Breathe through the thoughts and discomfort and wait for the imprints to become apparent to you. Then it touches on how your imprints will turn physical, right? The anxiety attacks, panic attacks, things like that, heart palpitations, okay? It's a really good read definitely take a look at it. Again, that book is called Burning Bright, and I can 100% you know agree with those things because again, this was something that took me to looking deeper into myself and seeing a lot of things, right? Um just like my imprint was again like the girl being too big. I was always talked about for my weight my weight fluctuates right so i always felt like i had to be less than 155 pounds you know over time like maybe my sophomore year in high school you know i was a, I was like 175 but i did not look i was really i just had a lot of muscle right i was an athlete i was playing basketball i was doing track and field and so on and so forth right So my weight was always a big thing to me. Like I was always like, I need to work out three hours a day. I need to do this, right? I need to stay skinny. I need to stay fit. Now I'm at this point, like I'm going to just work out and let my body do its thing. But I'm more so, this is my way of getting clarity. Bike riding and walking. I'm not doing like super heavy lifting like I used to anymore. Like at this point, I'm just like, I just want mentally to feel good. I can't look at you know other people when they're working. I can't compare myself to these people because their body is not my body. We both have different goals as well. Okay, you know, so my imprint was always about me eating a lot. My weight was always a big thing that people poked and you know nagged at. Right, Um, just like me getting attention. Like now, if you guys will you know hang out with me. Stuff You know, you'll see I'm always a person that's in the back. I don't want people looking at me. I try not to be seen. I try to dress down because, again, I don't want people thinking I'm doing things for intention. But regardless of fact, people notice me. Right. It is what it is. Right. But those are things that I'm working on. Those are imprints that I got from my upbringing. Right. Those are things that I got from my surroundings. Okay, so take a look at that book. That book is really good. It is. One of my favorites, and I'm actually going to reread it now, right? So that also will touch on mindset, right? Not allowing roots to be the reason you do or don't do something, right? Touches on the imprints, right? And I already said this, how the things that my mom did and I saw her do growing up, yeah, that's imprinted in my head, right? I see it, right? But that does not mean I have to follow in that footstep. You know, you are your own person remember you are able to form your own path in your traditions okay and me being a spiritual person you know and even then I don't even really care too much to just say that I'm a spiritual person I'm a person who just my perception on life you know I just you know I'm not really big on the whole labeling of things if it's something that I gotta do to you know get someone to see what I'm talking about then I will but for the most part you know, but me doing something out of the norm in my family is something that was not easy because in the beginning, my family was not understanding. Now, my family did not try to force me. You know, they did not try to steer me away from it. But definitely, it was just them constantly, always asking questions and why do you do that? Why do you? Do it's like I don't want to hear that, right? You know, but now it's to the point to where them watching me. And that's what I had to learn is that sometimes you can't explain stuff to people. Sometimes you have to let people watch, right? You got to let people see it in action. Okay. You also form your own traditions, right? So I didn't grow up with my family, you know, necessarily doing hoodoo or doing, um, you know, Bruharia, you know Bruharia. I didn't grow up with my family you know doing voodoo and things like that right that is something that ultimately I was doing but not paying attention to it but now that I have a little bit more experience a little bit more knowledge so now I can see that I was always doing these certain things and now I'm continuing on those traditions that spirit you know that my ancestors have been telling me and guiding me to do right it's something different than what my living relatives is doing because none of them are practitioners right so my traditions is changing now just like how they didn't continue on the tradition of being root workers and and practitioners, and anything like that, I'm picking that up and I'm forming it in my own way now, because again, times is different, right? The things that my great grandmother was doing in the seventies, people are not doing that now, right? So again, do not also be afraid to allow the traditions to adapt to the current time, right? Back then, centuries ago you know decades ago what how were they paying when there were actually no physical money right so times have changed so do not be afraid to incorporate your own traditions do things differently right i do like to carry on traditions but also i am going to form my own traditions right so you are your own person do not apologize for that right Again, like that is the whole purpose of roots. It's like, yes, this is where you stem from, but also you're able to do your own thing. I mean, we can even go down to how these fruits, you know, there's hybrid fruit, you know, so it's like, you can still do your own thing. Okay. Um, I did, however, do something on Instagram where I was asking people, what are some things you want to hear on the next episode? Right. And one of the things that someone has said, integration after a period of isolation. Okay. The one thing that I can say when it comes to that is take your time, right? A lot of people are not going to understand why you do things the way you do, but do not make it your mission to explain that to them. Right do not make it your mission to try to get someone to understand why you had to isolate yourself. People who know, no. Right. And that comes down to again, people, you know, guilt tripping and things like that, you know, trying to make you feel bad for taking care of yourself. Look, if you have to take a moment of isolation, a moment to yourself to get away, because again, people that we hang out with, they don't realize how much they throw got at you they don't understand how much baggage they are bringing to you and that you had to get away from them like a lot of people will think they're super positive and they're really uplifting and helping but it's like no sometimes you pull me down and I gotta get away it might not you like dragging me down with negativity but it's just like you constantly throwing your stuff at me it's a lot I need some time to myself right I can't focus on myself and help you and, and do all this with you at the same time Right. So if you need that period of isolation to get away from the world, do that. Take your time coming back. Right? The people, your friends and family, they should be very understanding. You know, like I like I will tell my friends, look, I'm I'm not trying to deal with no one right now. Right? It's not personal. I just need some time myself. I've been doing so much for a whole bunch of people right now. I need some time myself. Okay. And I will make my way back. Hey, how are you? How are you like, what's going on now? You know, I'm back. I'm good. My energy, my battery, social battery is back up. What is, you know, what's going good? Slowly iterating, right? But also take notice that if you are having to constantly go into isolation with a certain group of people, maybe it's time for you to step away, right? Maybe it's time for you to, I'm trying to think of a way to to say this because again, I had to learn that the way I say things, a lot of people are not understanding of that, right? So I'm trying to think of a whole way to say it so people do not turn into something that is not right. Well, let me just say it the way I'm gonna say it. Sometimes you gotta leave people behind, okay? And I don't mean that literally. You gotta, you gotta solely cut them up but like sometimes where where you're going. They, like, yes, they're still your friends, still your family, but where you're going, it's time for you to branch off and do your thing, right? When they are ready, they will come to you. When they are needing help, when they're needing guidance, they are going to come to you, right? So do not be afraid to move on with your life without them, right? And that is, and that is a, a something that a lot of people don't do. Like, a lot of people will not leave because they want to bring everyone with them. Everyone is not meant to go with you. Like I was told in high school, some people are here for a season, right? Some people are here with you during winter, but during summertime, they are not there no more, right? During springtime, they're not there no more, right? And it's nothing bad. It's just now you guys are in two different places, right? And how I look at it as when it gets to a point and I'm a person that I isolate myself quite often. I am known for that. People know that I will disappear. You will not see from me. You will not hear from me. I will disappear. Right? You can check for me on social media, but for the most part, you will not see me. And it's only because two, certain places are very overwhelming. And again, I'm one of those people. Don't f- try to force anything on myself. So I feel like you're forcing things on me. Yeah, I'm still your friend, but I can only deal with you in increments. Right? I gotta, I gotta take a step back because it's for my mental an emotional self right because mentally emotionally if i'm not good it starts affecting my body i start having heart palpitations. i start like a lot of things start happening so it's like do what is necessary for you right and so i don't necessarily say i'm you know like i don't typically like oh, i'm about to isolate myself it's like no i'm taking some time for myself like i'm getting clarity you know i'm i'm doing things that's making me happy right now right And that's what, you know, I had to have a conversation with a friend this past week, you know, label things how you want to label it, you know, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. Okay. Like when it came to to shadow work, you know, I, you know, when I talk about shadow work outside of the podcast and outside the TikTok, I don't say the word shadow work. I will say like realization or, you know. Acknowledging like something, I will not say shadow work unless someone asks me, Well, what about shadow work? and I'll turn around like I was just talking about shadow work, I just didn't put the title on it. Right? Label it how you want and what is easier for you to digest and easier for you to, to do. Right? When I do like when people say shadow work to me, it really sounds like a whole bunch of work, it sounds like I'm really having to sit there at a desk like I'm at a job or something right but really shadow work can be done any kind of different ways going for a walk in a park hell that can be shadow work self-care your your focus your thinking your you know acknowledging things you're working on things you know it's formal form of shadow work right it's so many different ways so do not get so caught up in the title that people are labeling things as, right? You know, I get in, again, there's different ways to doing things, right? Look at milk. You got skin milk, 1%, 2%, buttermilk, whole milk, <laughs> you know, all these different types of things, but nonetheless, it's still milk. No matter what they label it as, it is still milk. Okay. So think of it how a lot of things in life, or even when it comes to the spiritual aspect of things, right? No matter what you label it as, it's still what it is, okay? So hopefully that will make things a little bit more easier for you guys. Because I know with social media, um, when everyone talks about certain things, they will all basically say the same exact thing and make it seem like that's absolute like that's it there's nothing other it's nothing else right but there is okay and so that's again where the perspective and things come right look at the proverbs there's chinese proverbs african proverbs um what else? native proverbs there's all these different proverbs read that And watch how they all will say the same exact things, just a different way, right? And so that's how a lot of things in a spiritual community are. That's how a lot of things are just in life in general. It's the same exact things just said in different ways, right? And that's why you'll have so many, that's like, you can take two creators who will literally have the same message, but deliver it completely different. And so their audience is different. Right. But nonetheless, they have the same beliefs. Okay. So that is that. I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. I'm looking forward to growing with you all. Okay. I'm looking forward to sharing my experiences and things like that and, and allowing you into my life. You know, come, I'm actually quite a private person, <laughs> um, but I'm I'm definitely open to sharing things with you guys. Right. I've always said a lot of things that I went through in my life, um, no matter how, quote unquote, crappy they could have. You know, they could have been. But nonetheless, I do look at myself as a vessel. I had to go through these things so that way I can help other people who are going through those things who may not know how to go about it. Right. Um, So I am looking forward to opening up and sharing with you guys, sharing my perspective. um, And then you can also maybe take a look at your perspective, right? And start forming your own opinions about a lot of things. Again, I'm Divine Priestess. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on TikTok and you can find me on YouTube. Um, For those who do not know how to spell Divine Priestess, it is D-I-V-I-N-E. P-R-I-E-S-T-E-S-S, right? So definitely subscribe and follow. New podcast episodes are every Monday. So you guys enjoy the rest of your day. And I will be back next week.